Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the AC Report. Well, it blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. And it blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state. And the DA can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble on a promenade. And the gambling commission is hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Everything dies, baby, that's a fact. That's right, time for our weekly look at the most interesting 48 blocks in America. Although, uh, this time, this is a historical discussion about an issue of national concern and national import, or national interest, maybe is a better word than concern. My favorite activity in Atlantic City, uh, look, it's different things at different times. I love to gamble. I love to check out the bars. I love to go to nice restaurants. But by far, my favorite thing to do, I love to go to the beach, my favorite thing to do is stroll the boardwalk. And nothing like a leisurely uh, stroll along the longest boardwalk in the world and the first boardwalk in America. And if you stroll the boardwalk and you walk the full length of it, as I like to do, you will see a plaque uh, summarizing the history of Chicken Bone Beach. What is Chicken Bone Beach? You might, those of you that were fans of Boardwalk Empire... You have probably heard reference to it from time to time. And it is an interesting, interesting history that goes back a long way. Well, there's now an, a new book looking at the history of Chicken Bone Beach. And very honored to have one of the co-authors of that book, Dr. Ronald J. Stevens, a professor of African-American studies in the study of interdisciplinary studies at Purdue University and the co-author of the new book, Chicken Bone Beach. Dr. Stevens, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. Well, thank you, Frank, for the invitation. Now, uh, Purdue University is not in New Jersey, Dr. Stevens. How did you get interested in Chicken Bone Beach? What prompted your interest in this? Uh, it's a long story, but I'll try to wrap it up like this. Um, I uh, <clears throat> lived in Michigan. I'm from Detroit. 
had written a book on Idlewild, Michigan uh, in 2001. Uh, a former drummer by the name of Sid Trusty, who used to work at the Club Harlem on Kentucky Avenue. He had read my book, uh, extended an invitation to visit Chick, uh, Atlantic City. Uh, I did the next year. Uh, he gave me a tour, encouraged me to write a book about Club Harlem. So it was it, everything started back in 2002 from that tour, uh, and I understood, you know, uh, that there was a connection between the beach uh, during the day with some of the entertainers and the club at night. So that's everything started there. And of course, over the years, I've been re doing research on Club Harlem and Larry Steele Smart Affairs. And uh, I heard of, uh, met Mr. Raph Hunter of the uh, African American Heritage uh, 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 Museum of South uh, Southern New Jersey. And one day in one of those meetings, uh, he introduced me to uh, Harriet Schiffer. I'm sorry, Henrietta uh, Shelton. And uh, I, I understood that the role that she played as president of the Chicken Bone Beach Historical Foundation, mm -hmm. Inc. And it was from there I encouraged her. And, of course, I knew the publisher because I had published uh, with them before. Uh, and so the project started right there. Oh, that's pretty interesting. All right. Um, we So we now know what sparked your interest, even though you're not local to New Jersey. Explain to people what Chicken Bone Beach was. Uh, Chicken Bone Beach was a seg uh, segregated, segregate, segregated uh, spot right off of the boardwalk designated exclusively for African-Americans. Uh, and this most, uh, the, the point about this all started around 1900. Uh, and as the years went by, African-Americans uh, from New York, New Jersey, um, uh, uh, Washington, D.C., Delaware, and especially Philadelphia would frequent the area but they were, weren't allowed to uh, use the beachfront property. Uh, they weren't allowed to walk the boardwalk or shop at any of the shops. It wasn't until roughly around 1930-ish, maybe late 20s, uh, that a group of politicians and some ca casino owners uh, thought that it would be a good idea to designate a spot exclusively for African Americans. And so that was sort of like the beginning of uh, Chicken Bone Beach. So um, now what I've read, and if people are uh, picturing the Atlantic City boardwalk and the different spots on the Atlantic City boardwalk, Chicken Bone Beach is basically between Boardwalk Hall and Bally's, uh, just so people can, can picture it if they've walked along those ways. And if you walk that way, you'll actually see uh, a plaque uh, commemorating the history of Chicken Bone Beach. So Chicken Bone Beach was, you know, again, people need to understand what was going on in Atlantic City and New Jersey at the time. Blacks That's and correct. whites lived in the area side by side with very few problems after the Civil War. And it wasn't until, as you said, 1900 that the beach became segregated. Now, why, in a northern state, 
where blacks and whites had been living with one another and, and working with one another for years, why all of a sudden would they make the decision to make this a segregated beach? Well, you have to understand that Jim Crow segregation uh, was not only enacted in southern states, but it was also in in the north. Uh, And those who were traveling to Atlantic City, the world's uh, greatest uh, amusement at that time, uh, they came with their value systems. And so did the casino owners, et cetera, and the shop owners. Uh, So that was uh, uh, the main reason. Uh, I want to point something else out, and that is that the name Chicken Bone Beach was sort of like a uh, a nickname, a you know, a name of fondness, uh, and that has some history. But it was originally called Missouri Avenue Beach, Mm. uh, located between Missouri and Mississippi Avenue. And uh, what I want. some of the uh, listeners to know, if you think about some of the street names uh, in Atlantic City and the board game, the Monopoly, then you will get, get uh, you know, you will see the relationship because the streets in Atlantic City are, you know, they reflect the, the name of the places on the on the game. Yeah, the one street that I don't think the game has updated is Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. I don't think that's on the Monopoly board uh, just yet, but that's a, that's a good point. So it's amazing. It's I had read, uh, because I find it just amazing, that after years of no segregation, that, as you said, the local business owners would put pressure on the local community to enact a uh, segregated area of the boardwalk so heavily populated, especially. I, I had read that this this place, Chicken Bone Beach, remained a blacks-only beach until the passing of the Civil Rights Act in 1964. Is that accurate as far as you know? Yes, it is. Very accurate. I mean, it, That's amazing to me to think that there could be people listening to this show right now who walked and were a part of a segregated beach, not in uh, Alabama or Georgia or uh, Tennessee even, but in actual New Jersey. Um, so uh, it's really, it's really uh, interesting. What, what, um, why should people around the country, black, white, uh, whatever, ethnicity, whatever color, why should people around the country care about the history of this one tiny portion of Atlantic City, Chicken Bone Beach? I think it tells a story about race relations in the United States. It tells a story about uh, a people who have been denied certain rights, uh, but yet they persisted. Uh, they had every right to for leisure and recreation. I think the casino owners understood that. I think the local politicians understood that. I think the vacationers who came to Atlantic City annually understood that. And also, especially, I think the locals, the people who live just blocks away from the boardwalk, that they understood that, that they had that right. And that was their city. They take pride in that city. Uh, I think that most Americans do not even understand American history. They have a sort of false sense of American history. And what what we learn about Chicken Bone Beach is about the plight of a people and the people that they interacted with. 
and we understand we we learned that you know it, they it, this story dispels many of the myths in America uh the caliber of people who came to Chicken Bone Beach uh the enterprises uh established on the north side uh with over 137 businesses and a few mil- black millionaires uh particularly uh uh madam sarah, sarah uh, spencer washington you know most people understand or heard of the name madam cj walker but her rival uh madam walker i mean uh washington was just as uh enterprising and the people that she associated with and that enticed to come to a place like uh chicken bone beach we learn about it black inventors you know, who came there uh, at a time. So it's a very important story, American story. It's one that that every American and even foreigners should cherish. Uh, No doubt about it. Well said. Uh, People just tuning in, we're talking with Ronald Stevens. He is a professor at Purdue and the co-author of uh, the new book, Chicken Bone Beach. And uh, the reason I was eager to do this is because I know there's a lot of listeners around the country that may not be familiar with the story, but... The there, the, the you know, there are a lot of people in New Jersey, and I'm betting even a lot of people in Atlantic City that aren't familiar with the importance historically and culturally of uh, of Chicken Bone Beach. The the name Chicken Bone Beach. What I'd always heard is that it was because a lot of the folks who hang out who hung out there they would eat chicken wings and things of that nature and leave the bones on the beach. Is that accurate, or did the name begin as sort of a, a pejorative from from other people? Why did that name Chicken Bone Beach come about? All right, absolutely. You, you hit the name. Many of the locals that understand that history, they don't like that name, but it has come. Uh, they've, uh, you know, they've uh, be- become fond of it. Uh, the story is, you know, one has to understand, Vic, we go back to Victor Green, uh, Negro modalist book, uh, and what it was like driving while black, where, you know, you just couldn't, like today, you know, you couldn't stop any place to use the restroom or go to a uh, a restaurant or uh, to lodge in a hotel or even to gas up. And so the people who traveled there, they risked their lives traveling, wow. you know, um, and then once they got and, and to travel, if you're black and you can't go to you're not allowed to go to the local restaurants, uh, then you pack your own lunch. So you pack, you know, fried some chicken, uh, maybe made some cold cut uh, sandwiches, uh, boil some eggs and you pack, you know, some fruit and you packed and you went to the beach. And so the story goes that people would be eating their chicken there uh and bury bones in the sand. And we learned about the burying of the bones in the sand from the locals who lived there because it was their responsibility uh, at the end to clean the beach up. So that's where the story uh, came from. Gotcha. Uh, Talking with Ronald Stevens, uh, author of uh, Chicken Bone Beach. By the way, the uh, pictures in this book are just phenomenal. Uh, Where did you guys get these photos from? Well, in Philadelphia, a local uh, self-made photographer by the name of John uh, uh, Mosley, uh, he would travel uh, to Atlantic City most weekends, and he, uh, you know, he was the photographer. So the bulk of the uh, photographs came from 
the Charles A. Bloxon Collection on uh, Temple University's campus in Philadelphia. And we also retrieved photos from the Atlantic City uh, Free Public Library. Uh, and a couple of the pictures came from uh, some of the showgirls that mm. actually performed at the nightclub, but also we we have pictures of them on the beach. So some entertainers like uh, Sammy Davis Jr. He he was he frequented that beach very often. Most of the locals, everybody knew him. Uh, Joe Lewis, heavyweight boxing champion, uh, <clears throat> he was there. And uh, so, so too was Sugar Ray Robinson, his wife, uh, and probably the the key celebrity. In 1964, the Democratic National Convention was held in Atlantic City, and no no other than uh, Dr. Martin Luther well, King. No, picture it, of him. It's an inc- incredibly uh, rich history, um, Dr. <laughs> Ronald Stevens. I have to run, but uh, I'm going to have to obviously get this book because I'm interested in any book having to do with Atlantic City. So I go on to Amazon to purchase a copy, and here's my question for you. I see that I can purchase this book new for $19.36, but I can purchase it used for $21.25. Why is the used copy more expensive than the new copy? I don't know. You have to ask Amazon, <laughs> but uh, if you want an autographed copy... You know, my my co-author, Henrietta Shelton, who is the president of uh, Chicken Bone Beach Historical Foundation, uh, they will be selling copies there. Uh, They can be autographed. Whoever uh, uh, purchases them, uh, you know, that's, can get a tour of the, that, the that's house. A, that's a great idea. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there this weekend when I'm in Atlantic City, and uh, I will get an autographed copy. Uh, Dr. Ronald Stevens, Purdue University. Thanks so much. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion or anything else we've been talking about, you're welcome to do so. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. 